Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, we'll get to the Oilers Now injury report in this day in Oilers history coming down the pipe at about 1.50. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and more. Uh, Edmonton owned an operator for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer Recommendations Mediterranean Chicken. Just before we go to John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, here we go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Rick says, Bob, crazy to me that people think we lost the deal. We traded for a guy that was a top defenseman last year on his team, and we moved a healthy scratch in a third rounder. On top of that, we actually got a guy that wants to be here. Is there a risk? Of course. But how can we say we aren't better now than we were? And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, however, John says, most of us reasonable people are happy to have Keith, but the acquisition cost was too much. Simply put, how can you be surprised that Oiler fans are not happy and don't trust management to win a trade when we've been taken to the woodshed in virtually every big deal we've made in a decade? And although Holland has done a lot of good things as GM, his biggest trade thus far uh, was a failure. That was Andreas Athanasiu. He's also traded away a lot of picks, and our prospect depth is just not good enough to justify that. We can keep on saying that Holland shouldn't squeeze or grind other GMs too hard. Come on, successful people grind all the time, and I don't consider it grinding when you have a walkaway point in the deal. And for your texter saying yesterday, good karma follows you if you help others in trades, how is that good karma working out for Peter Shirelli? For the record, I'm a small business owner, says John. And uh, one more, Dave says, guys like Staples think Ethan Bear is currently a top-pairing NHL defenseman because he has good analytics. The eye test in the playoffs proved otherwise from Dave. I'll say this right now. Ethan Bear's got something to prove this season. He was really good a year ago. He had a tough campaign this past season. Not sure if... Uh, I, I, I bet you if you asked Ethan, he'd tell you he wasn't at the same level of conditioning uh, coming into the 2021 season uh, that he was at the start of the 1920 season. Let's go to John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy legacy Heating and Cooling. John, welcome back to the show. We got your thoughts on the trade on uh, Monday. We'll circle back to it in a second here. Do you think Ethan Bear is currently a uh, top-pairing defenseman in the NHL? No, he's not. But I I also think that he has potential to be a better defenseman than people saw him in the playoffs. And quite frankly, I think that a guy like Duncan Keith is one of those reasons that will help Ethan Bear. Uh, I think that that's one of the reasons Duncan Keith is an Edmonton Oiler, is to to lead by example on and off the ice for somebody like Bear, like Bouchard, like a few of the younger defensemen that are coming through the chain. Uh, I, I think that that's a perfect example of the role that Duncan Keith can can play to improve the blue line for the Edmonton Oilers. What would you say to the people that say the Oilers had to get Chicago? You know, Edmonton was negotiating uh, really 
against themselves on this deal for Keith because it looked like Keith wanted to specifically come to Edmonton. How did Edmonton not get Chicago to retain any of the cap space? How would you respond to that? Well, I mean, I think that if you looked at what Keith was financially to the Edmonton Oilers, and at this point the most he's going to cost the Oilers is in cash dollars $3.6 million over two years. Uh, I think that the, if I'm Stan Bowman, I'm going to say to Kenny, hey, that's enough of it now. I mean, well, I've already paid for Duncan Keith for you. Um, I'm not retaining salary. I don't have to because it's not a very expensive contract to carry. Uh, and so the only burden you have to carry is that cap space for two years. It's the only burden. It's yeah. The only downside of this whole deal is cap space. And Kenny obviously thinks that it's important enough for Duncan Keith to be part of the Oilers to carry that cap space for two years. There are actual people texting the show saying that they believe that Caleb Jones was a better defenseman than Duncan Keith. How would you respond to that? I think they should have a sobriety test. Uh, Carter has texted the show to say, I remember when the Oilers couldn't make a trade or have Hall of Famers wanting to come play here. Isn't Ken Holland building relationships around the league also? I don't understand the hate on this trade. It's a win-win. Bob, anti-social media is getting out of hand these days. Trust the process from Carter. Yeah, uh, hey, I like Carter. Carter's a smart guy. It's, it, it has been interesting. Like uh, we, I probably had more visceral takes from people via the text line over the last three days. Dating back, you know the last time it got a little nasty? Um, well, it was the day the Taylor Hall trade got made, there were people yeah. pretty upset. Yeah. And also when the Cates group was negotiating uh, hard with the city of Edmonton to get the building deal pushed over the goal line. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and let's face it, social media has grown even right. leaps and bounds since then. And, and you know, everybody has a voice. Everybody's allowed to have a voice. Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Um, you, you know, the issue of, of having a trade done the second week of July is the only way that Duncan Keith can prove everybody wrong is by skating on the roster. And that's not going to happen until the second week of October. So, so from that perspective, you just you have to be patient and let the process take place. And 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 Keith's role and Keith's value to this organization can only be measured in wins and losses and improvement of teammates. John, should Oilers fans be concerned about the status of Adam Larson? I, I don't think so. Still, I mean, I I I think that Adam Larson wants to be at Edmonton. I think I think the Oilers have uh, targeted Larson as one of the key off-season signings, and I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is one of those ones where Larson's value to the organization might be better as an unrestricted free agent for the next four or five days. Well, let's see, so actually seven days, and then get signed after the Seattle expansion draft. John, would you give up a number one and a number three to get Alex Klorn? A number one draft pick? To get rid of, I'm not getting rid of a number one draft pick anytime, any place for anything in the National Hockey League. I, I, it, I, I think it's it's such a valuable currency yep. commodity that I'm never giving up a number one pick. Period. That just defeats the purpose of. I'm not saying if Edmonton should do it. A long-term relationship with with your fans and with your and, and creating a legacy of your roster. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wonder about a team like Los Angeles. Um, 
we're told that they want another top six forward. They got a lot of prospects. They've had a lot of high end picks. Would they be prepared? I mean, I, I well, let, 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 let me ask the question differently. John Shannon joining us, our uh, orders. Uh, now headliner on today's show for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, or Oilers Now Insider. Do you think Tampa Bay will ultimately be able to get a first and third round pick for the final two years of Alex Klorn? Well, I think, the, you know, what Julian is going to try to do is create a bidding war somehow, some way, which is why that type of information is out there now. Um, and, and it also, I think, depends on, um, you know, how close your team is to, to you know, being a playoff contender. Uh, you know, Rob Blake right now in Los Angeles is trying to get a team into the playoffs. Yeah. Not, not into the Final Four, but into the playoffs. And he's playing in the Pacific Division that we, I think, presume is a little weaker than other divisions with Arizona leaving and Seattle showing up. Uh, so from from that perspective, what Rob's trying to do, as he did with the Arvidsson deal, is try to improve his team so that it's ten points above five hundred, uh, in that in that ninety two to ninety six point range, and has a chance to make the playoffs. If you're doing that, and Alex Kalorn can be one of those guys, absolutely. But I don't think you're giving away again. I don't think you're giving away a ton of uh, of prospects or picks in order to make that happen. How much activity do you think is going to be there with the Oilers? Like, how much? What do you you know? Well, I mean, I mean, I think you know, I, th- I think Ken knows exactly what he needs, um, and I, I, I think that there's, I think there's still going to be possibilities of of a, a top six forward showing up on free agent day on the twenty eighth. Uh, I think that they still think they need a, probably another defenseman somewhere along the way. Uh, and then they have to figure out how, how valuable and what their depth is in that bottom six. So I, I think that they're – plus, what, you know, is Mike Smith and uh, Alex Daylock enough of an answer in goal? You know, I mean, they have to re, think of re-signing Mike Smith, and I think that they will at a certain point. But, you know, at, at this point, I think that that's probably the things that are, are – keeping Ken up at night is trying to figure out what he wants to do in goal and how does he get another how does he get a top six forward without overpaying yeah that's going to be interesting here Blake has texted the show Bob the issue here is we have way too many people playing uh, below their cap hit very skeptical that Keith plays up to his 5.5 cap hit I think cap space needs to be looked at more around here as an asset just like the player of the pick so that's Blake's perspective and my belief is he just Keith goes in and slides into a spot that Oscar Clefbaum was in at 4.2 million, and Clefbaum goes to LTIR, and that that was the and, guy. And I think I think that domino about what what is Clefbaum, where is Clefbaum, is yep. is a key question in all of this. That that nobody nobody has that answer yet. Uh, and if uh, if if Kenny does have the answer, he's keeping very close to the vest. Yeah, I know it's uh, well. Again, in the other day, obviously during the availability, uh, Ken Holland mentioned on Monday that he did not uh, very very slim that we'd see Oscar Clefbaum back yeah. uh, this season. Are you hearing anything at all on Tarasenko? Uh, well, I think that there are people uh, there are people kicking tires uh, on Tarasenko. Uh, Philadelphia, per- perhaps um, Boston, perhaps. I mean, Boston's in an interesting one. I see they signed Carlo today to a long-term deal on the blue line. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, 
depending on what they do and, and if they try to get Taylor Hall back, how much how much space does that allow Don Sweeney to go get somebody and think that the, you know Vladimir Tarasenko how much is is available to them? Uh, so that that's one interesting. You know, this is the Tarasenko one's an interesting one. It, it came out that he he was looking for a trade, uh, but I think the message had been internally been given to him that the the Blues were actually going to try to try to move him anyway. Uh, you know, they had a they had a near as much success with him out of the lineup than in the lineup, and with the flat cap, if they could find a way to move some of that money, then that was going to be advantageous for Doug Armstrong. Am I missing something with Colorado and Landeskog? Like, I'm I'm a little bit like we're told they're significantly apart. I believe it was Pierre LeBrun reported that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of did, did they not value him as a what, what's going on there, John? Well, I I think that. You know, they, uh, that's an interesting one because I think there was a real, obviously a real expectation they were going to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, and losing to Vegas as quickly as they did in the second round, and that was, arguably was going to be a tough series anyway. And the way Jared Bednar reacted and the fact that after the fact that, uh, you know, the, the organization had to give Bednar a vote of confidence, I think speaks to the relationship at times between the coach and some of the players. And let's make no mistake about it. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog is, you know, if not the leader, then one of the leaders of this organization on the ice. Um, and you have to think that he he feels uh, a little differently about the coach than some people do, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that, I think, has played a little bit into it. And I think that, uh, again, the unfortunate time of being a, a free agent in the in the in the time of of the pandemic in a flat cap, some of those prices aren't going to be where people expect them to be, and this might this might cause concern for Landeskog and his people, and they might they might have to find another place to play. Well, it's interesting, right? Because they've they've got a plan for McKinnon in a couple of years, and they got to do McCarr, and I have those two players in Rantanen ahead of Landeskog on that team. Uh, so would Landeskog immediately catapult to the top spot on left wing ahead of guys like Hyman and Hall? I think he would, wouldn't you? Uh, to me, it also dep- it depends on dollars. And you know, if if, if Landeskog, I, I do expect Landeskog to be in the market on the twenty eighth. Um, but then, what kind of bidding will will be created? Um, and, and I think it's going to have to be. This is where managers are going to be challenged this year, Bob. Is you know, are you going to accept the four or five year deal with a guy that fits a number within your cap, uh, and then not just saying, okay, we're going to spend a little higher and get the guy that we that like you say might be higher on the uh, on the wish list. Um, and that, to me, is that's an interesting one. Uh, I think you have to find those equations are going to be tougher on managers this year, and I think that's one of the reasons why, A, things are quiet right now because guys are trying to find ways to make cap space available, um, and hopefully I think that we'll see some a, a bit more movement before the 17th when they have to put their rosters in uh, for the expansion draft. Any update on the Olympic front? 
Uh, no, uh, only that uh, that you know the managers were, were did uh, on their meeting on Monday were were told about the issues. You know, one of the issues again is going to be COVID. It's not going to go away. Um, and then uh, I, you know they they were presented a, a single schedule again on on Monday. This one did have an Olympic break in it, but there are still two schedules out there: one with an Olympic break and one without. So it's a, a work in progress, and they're trying to get they are trying to get a schedule out to the public the last week of of July, and hopefully there will be some sort of resolution. But that said, I've been told by many people within the NHL, listen, if we if we put out a schedule that doesn't have an Olympic break in it, and then we're able to negotiate Olympic break because we promised the players we would do it, we can always rechange the schedule. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. We'll talk Monday. Okay, bye-bye. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. It's 150 in Edmonton. Still got lots coming up on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. 152 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody, into the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. Trent Brown, multiple times CFL All-Star winner of a great cup with the EE football team. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's Brendan S. Scott. Uh, well, obviously nothing breaking on the injury front, uh, but some co- a couple guys that won't be ready for the start of this upcoming season. Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask, he's out until uh, the new year following hip surgery. Mm. Max Domi of the Blue Jackets out until early November. He's recovering from a shoulder injury. Same with Ottawa's Derek Steppen, uh, mid-October for him at the earliest. He had uh, surgery on his shoulder. And then Pittsburgh's Evgeny Malkin, questionable. Uh, as, uh, he's working his way back from a knee ailment. I think Stepan uh, is an unrestricted free agent. I don't even know if he's going to be able to get a job. We'll see. Time will tell in that regard. Off to uh, the Steen Oilers history for New West Travel. This September, travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Whistler, B.C. Play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Yes, in 1995, uh, legendary Oilers goaltender Grant Fear signs as a free agent with the St. Louis Blues. Four-time Stanley Cup champion, did have stops in Toronto, uh, briefly in Buffalo and Los Angeles before signing with the Blues, where he'd spend four seasons, 95 through 1999. Uh, quick, uh, again, that's the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. Experience a great golf holiday to Whistler. More details available at newwesttravel.com. Mark says, Bob, if you could have either Keith or Clefbaum for only two years, I would pick Keith for his defensive play and leadership in the playoffs. We are a better team before uh, today than before that trade. That's what a GM is supposed to do. Make the team better. Thanks for Mark. Well, suffice to say, not everybody uh, is of that same uh, belief. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Brendan Escott, what's he got shaking? Elks starting quarterback Trevor Harris and in-game analyst for 630 Chad Blake Dermots, as well as Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. I wonder if Brad Lauer, who's going to coach Team Canada for the World Juniors? Usually they make you work your way up. It's uh, usually you have to sort of come in as an assistant and then they then you're the associate then they give you the head so I'll be intrigued to see how hockey can because wasn't uh, the guy that got hired Andre Turgay was he not supposed to be the head coach of the world junior team this year and instead he's now the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow wow what a show for you tomorrow Sportsnet color analyst from NHL Hockey and Rogers Louis DeBrusque 
For Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar, Kevin Weeks, and Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting, Tyler Wright. Now, we were supposed to have him on Monday's show. Duncan Keith deal went down. Would a trade happen tomorrow? Uh, if not, uh, we will have Tyler Wright to discuss the 2021 NHL entry draft. Hey, special thanks to all of you who took the time to participate and text us on our uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, lots of responses. Some of you bringing some venom. It's all good. Thanks again to listening to the show. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3 p.m., then 6.30 chat afternoons with Jayla and I again. Reed Wilkins tonight, Inside Sports, 6 to 8. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chat.